Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Miko. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co host is Action Network writer Matt Lamarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty good. Uh, just got back from Vegas last night. Uh, it was a su- successful little trip for me. Uh, capped off by the Giants covering on Monday night. Had some fun playing blackjack, won a little money playing poker. So overall, I am uh, I'm really happy, you know, and excited, I guess, to get back to the real world grind now. Yeah, anytime you get to love a good deal, sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. The Vegas up money, right? It feels pretty good. Um... A little new treat this week for the listeners. If you're with us tonight on Twitch, get to check out uh, me and Matt's beautiful mugs. Uh, you got to stay here with us live as we go through the week 11 betting lines. Uh, really excited to be doing this. Uh, and of course, thankful to Rotoviz for allowing me to stream this on uh, my Twitch account. So hopefully you guys like it. Hopefully it gets a little more listener engagement. Uh, before we get into the meat of the show, as always, just a reminder you can support the Road of His Radio Network, and our 10 shows per week on Patreon. Uh, by doing so, you gain exclusive access to Road of His Live, which is our weekly Sunday morning show, answering all your fantasy questions. All right, Those patronships start at just $5 per month and provide exclusive access to Road of His Live. I mean, again, you're paying the $5 for those four shows, but you're still getting 40 other podcasts for free through the network. So help just to support us, help us to keep uh, the industry-leading programming going. Uh, and as always... You can still get that 30% off discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, I mean, we're getting ready for playoff season almost in season-long fantasy football. I'm sure you're, you got a guy in your league that wants to make a lot of trades. We got one of those, our buddy John, just wheeling and dealing. Um, but Rotoviz can help you make these trades to help prepare you not only to make the playoffs, uh, but to win your league. So get, get the NFL Pass if you haven't already. And get it for 30% off through the podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast. All right, Matt, we're going to get into the week 11 lines. But before I do that, I didn't put this in the outline. Oh, boy. Just give me one Vegas highlight. <laughs> uh, well, my last night there, I bought in at a blackjack table for, I bought in for 500 and then reloaded for 500. So I was in for 1,000 total. Turned that eventually into like seventeen, eighteen hundred. Went and watched the Monday night football game. Came back, same table, and was able to to play for a few hours. And I got that up to about twenty five hundred. And then after that, I went and sat in the high rollers room and played a hundred dollar a hand blackjack. And uh, I was able to get it at one point up over like six thousand bucks. Uh, I ended up giving back a decent bit of that, but. Uh, <laughs> 
it was still a lot of fun just to, you know, be in that room. First time in my life I ever did that. So, uh, you know, they kind of treat you a little different in there. And you get better rules at the blackjack table. So I'm going to try and do it again at some point. Uh, but, yeah, that was just a really fun run. Uh, I was down a couple grand heading, heading into that day on the trip. So uh, that was able to sort of put me back over the hump and into the black. And uh, I had a great time. So uh, high roller room. De- definitely recommended if you can afford it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds really sick. Definitely going to have to try to uh, finagle my way in at some point. Maybe for the bachelor party. Maybe we'll be able to finagle into the high roller the high roller room. Well, I figure at the very least, I at least earned us some uh, some better room rates for that trip. So <laughs> hopefully that helped. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, let's get into the Thursday night game here where we've got Packers at Seahawks. Uh, Seattle, minus two and a half at home. Totals at 48 and a half. I mean, Matt, we've been pounding this Thursday night trend, I think, all year. I'll let you talk about it again here. Yeah, love the Thursday night favorites. They are 7-2 and two this season. And that, that number goes to 8-1 and one if you count the 49ers as a favorite, which they were for most of the week before the, you know, uh, Nick Mullins, C.J. Beathard thing happened. Uh, I personally still took the 49ers. Like, I think it's pretty clear that, Beathard isn't that big of an upgrade over Mullins at the, at this point. So uh, basically, if you just bet the Thursday night favorite every single week, you'd be caking. And that happened last week with Pittsburgh. You know, uh, obviously, the Steelers are not 35 points better than the Carolina Panthers, right? Like, I think we can all pretty much agree on that. But on these short weeks, it just really tends to favor the better team, which is why that I think this matchup is interesting, by the way, because... You know, I could definitely make a case that the Packers are the better team here. Um, You know, and the idea of taking Aaron Rodgers as an underdog is pretty tempting. But I'm going to continue to to just trust Vegas and trust these lines. I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, They are historically very tough to beat in Seattle in front of the 12th man. And Aaron Rodgers is not great on the road in his career. Uh, he's also not great as an underdog. You know, what, what we love about Rod- Rodgers is when he is a big favorite, he tends to keep his foot on the gas and put teams away, kind of like what we saw last week against Miami. So uh, I like the Packers. Uh, this is definitely a big game for them, but I, I'm just going to trust this trend and continue to ride the Thursday favorites. I will take Seattle minus two and a half. Yeah, I like it, Matt. I mean, I I think that obviously the line says that these teams are about even on a neutral field. I think that's fair. I mean, I think Seattle has the potential to play with anyone. We just saw them take the Rams all the way down to the wire, uh, you know, in, in a, a normal Sunday road game. Uh, and the Packers, I'm still just not sure, are very good. I mean, uh, they had a great game last week. They're running the ball really well with Aaron Jones, which I think. Finally. Uh, right. Like, finally freeing Aaron Jones from the clutches of Jamal Williams. But, like, I'm just not really sure that like you can go into Seattle and and just like rake them with the run, you know. Like they're gonna have to throw, and Seattle's sixth in pass DVOA this season. Their pass defense has been really great, even you know losing Richard Sherman and a bunch of those Legion and Boom guys. So uh, I like Seattle a lot. I mean, I think that they're a really good football team. I think that they're, I think that they're probably a little bit better than the Packers. I mean, I, I obviously the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, but I mean Seattle's got Russell Wilson, baby. <laughs> so so i like uh i like seattle as well uh no real lean on the total i mean i i think that the seattle defense obviously makes me feel like the game can stay around that 48 and a half number um 
But we've seen these Thursday night games go over. I mean, we've seen a lot less defense, I think, played on Thursday night. So it could go over, but I don't have like a real lean. Um, before we get into like uh, the rest of the games that are that are on the card, I just want us to cover quickly the game that's not. Bengals at Ravens is off. Uh, just because the status of Joe Flacco is unknown. He's still not practicing. Uh, and it sounds like we don't even know who the quarterback is going to be if Flacco doesn't start because some rumors are leaking that RG3 could start. He hasn't even been active for a game this year. Right. Uh, so it seems like a pretty big leap. But, I mean, they may just not think – they may just think that Lamar Jackson isn't ready. Uh, I mean, Matt, just give us your thoughts quickly, I guess, just on the matchup and what you think the quarterback change you – know, what you think the difference is going to be based on the quarterback. Yeah, I if mean, any. we – that wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. You know, like the Ravens want to keep uh, Lamar Jackson active so they can run those gadget plays with him. But most teams don't want to carry three quarterbacks on game day. So it wouldn't be super shocking if they did end up going with RG3, in my opinion. Like, uh, I would love to see Lamar Jackson. I know you would too. But it wouldn't be the most surprising decision if they decided that you know, they kind of just wanted to continue doing what they've been doing with him. Um, I really think this is an interesting game. Curious to see what the number comes out at. Uh, personally, I think I would be, I'm leaning Bengals. Uh, I like betting on teams that are coming off of, you know, a poor showing. I think we're probably going to end up getting a couple of points of spread value with them. And if it was against Joe Flacco, I would definitely like the Bengals here. Um, but that said, like, Maybe we don't get as much spread value with the Bengals because they're not going to have Flacco and they're going to have a backup quarterback in there. Even though Flacco hasn't been particularly great, it's it's still going to result in the, the spread being lower than it would be otherwise. So kind of two conflicting narratives working there, in my opinion. Uh, I'll be curious to see what the number at comes at. I will probably be on the Bengals. If we get it at like five or six, I, I would take the Bengals, I think. Yeah, and it is kind of strange because I, I do feel like as bad as Flacco has been or as average as he's been, however you want to frame it, like he's probably still a better passer than Lamar Jackson, even if Jackson is uh, you know, the more dynamic player, the more exciting player. And like the passing is really what matters, right? Like mm-hmm. being a good passing team is what drives offensive efficiency. So uh, I actually think that like there could be like a narrative here where Jackson is the starter or I guess even RG3, but probably more Jackson. And people are excited because they think that this could be a jolt for the offense, when in reality, like the strength of Jackson is not really like what makes you a good offense. And we maybe get a couple other, you know, another half a point or so in the Bengals' favor. So yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I I love targeting rookie quarterbacks, uh, especially in their first start, especially when they're not great passers. So if that is what happens, definitely like the Bengals. And I, I mean, I guess if Flacco plays, I'd still like Cincy, but... I do really want to play them against either, uh, you know, Jackson or RG3. I mean, RG3, I just feel like is a complete wash. I, I have no idea what the line's going to be if he starts. Um, but but definitely leading Bengals, I think, in this matchup. And, you know, especially a divisional matchup where we kind of expect it to be low scoring. I think you want to have the, the preferred passing option in the, in the lineup. All right, let's get back to some games that we actually know the lines for. Panthers at Lions. Uh, current line is at four. Uh, in favor of Carolina on the road, and the total is set at 51. Matt, what do you got? Another interesting one, because both of these teams are coming off of bad losses. You know, the Panthers got blown out on Thursday night. The Lions lost uh, pretty heavily 
on Sunday to the Bears, which was a surprise outcome to me. I thought the Lions would be able to cover a touchdown against a Chicago offense that hasn't been great, but maybe Mitch Trubisky is starting to figure it out. Maybe he's, uh, you know, ready to to make this a complete football team, uh, and I'm just underrating the Bears, but I was pretty disappointed at that Lions showing, so... Uh, I think I'm going back to what I mentioned earlier about those Thursday results. I think we can pretty much just throw them out the window. And other than that game, the Panthers have been pretty good this season. So I don't love taking road favorites, but I do think that they are the better side here. And uh, I will side with them against the Lions team that I'm just not that confident in anymore. Yeah, I feel like we've kind of like yo-yoed the Panthers because for a while we were like, oh, like the Panthers are are pretty good. Um, And then last week it was just like, Oh, well, the Panthers aren't as good as we thought they were. <laughs> uh, and it's kind of similar with, with Detroit. Like, I feel like, you know, they had, like, big wins against New England. Like, there were times in the year where we were like, okay, like, Detroit's back. Detroit's back. And then, like, you know, Jets lost. Bears lost. Like, they, they have their spots as well where you feel like they're just not that good. Um, so, like, when these kinds of teams play each other, it, it can be really conflicting. I, I you know, Darius Slay, I think, is going to end up playing this week. That's a definitely big in general for the Lions defensively, but, you know, Carolina's best offensive skill players are probably at running back and at tight end. And you could argue that the player that Darius Slay would shadow in Devin Funchess is not even their best receiving option in terms of explosiveness. So uh, I kind of think that that doesn't matter in this game. Uh, So I'm with you. I like Carolina a lot. I think this is a really good matchup for Cam. Um, again, like the pass rush really hasn't gotten a cam this year. That's been a really big difference in his numbers. Um, and I just think that like, I think that they're one of like the four best teams probably in the NFC. I don't really feel that way about, uh, obviously about Detroit. I mean, I don't even think that they're like a playoff team in terms of their quality. So I, I do like Carolina here. Uh, both of these teams definitely playing for something. Uh, Detroit, maybe a little more pride. Uh, I will say that I think you know, the one thing that I do like is I, I think I kind of like the under in this game. You know, 51 feels high. I know that both of these teams obviously went way over that in their, you know, week 10 matchups. But it, kind of a factor of like the opposing offense is doing really well, right? And in mm-hmm. this game, you know, we have two teams that are in the bottom 10 in uh, game neutral pace. We have two teams that have been very content, I think, at different points this year to run the football. And I don't really know that like there's going to be that same that same pressure, that same intensity to move the ball fast and score. Because that's really the only reason that like last week for Carolina, I feel like Pittsburgh put up so many points that they had to kind of speed things up. You know, same thing for Detroit. So I I don't really foresee that happening here. So I do kind of like the under here on 51. All right. Next game up, we've got Dallas going on the road to Atlanta. Both of these teams, you know, coming off of uh, really interesting week 10 showings. Uh, I think emotion, the emotional roller coaster for these teams has kind of been all over the place. Uh, but Atlanta is favored by three at home. Total is at 48 and a half, Matt. What do you think? Love the Falcons. Love the Falcons. Might be my favorite pick of the week. Um, I think that anytime you get a team, you know, coming off of a disappointing loss, like the Falcons are playing a team coming off an unexpected win, like the Cowboys are, that there's automatically going to be some overreaction to the spread. Uh, I believe the advanced spread on this game was Falcons minus four and a half. So we're getting some extra value here with Atlanta. And we know that they're not a particularly great road team. You know, Matt Ryan 
Not a great quarterback on the road. Uh, much more comfortable playing at home in the Dome. And Atlanta is also getting one of their best defenders back this week. Uh, I believe in Deion Jones. So getting him back in the lineup, uh, plus a better number here than we would have had at this time last week, makes me really interested in them. I'm still not that impressed with the Cowboys. Uh, I know they've looked better, especially after acquiring Amari Cooper. But I think that the Falcons are the correct team here. I obviously expect them to do more than what the Eagles did offensively last week. And the Eagles were still right in that game up until the end. So give me the Falcons here, laying the three points back in the dome. All right. I think you cut out for or not, I think I cut out for a second there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Atlanta is like, they're just better than this, right? <laughs> like, I, I think that like the way that has kind of perplexed everyone. Like, there's no way that this offense and this team should be this bad. But the one thing that you mentioned that I think has definitely killed them is that Deion Jones injury. I mean, the, the, what's happened with them, I feel like, on defense, you know, last season, they were still funneling a lot of these targets to opposing running backs. But because Deion Jones was so good at covering space, they were able to rally, you know, and prevent these plays from going long, going long yards. They're allowing way more yards per reception this year to running backs without Jones. Uh, it's been a huge difference maker, I feel like, to their defense. Uh, and that's really what you need in this matchup against Dallas because Zeke is the only guy that consistently makes plays. I, I think that Amari Cooper has been uh, as advertised, I guess, as a Cowboy. I mean, they've fed him the ball 18 targets in his first two games. He's made some plays. Uh, but, I mean, Dak just doesn't really seem – or maybe it's the play calling. I'm not really sure. But, like, the balls really aren't going deep to Amari and they're not connecting. So, like – yeah, these like chunk plays that maybe he gets in the middle of the field, like they're nice, but I don't think that that's enough to beat a team like Atlanta. Uh, so I'm with you on Atlanta. I mean, I, you mentioned the advanced number. I think that's really what does it for me. Like, uh, if Dallas doesn't win that game last week against Philly, a team that we all think is a lot better, uh, the line probably is four and a half or maybe even five. Uh, but we get it at three, and I definitely think that's a, a good reason to take uh, what I think we would agree is the better team in, in the Falcons. Yep, and not surprisingly, the early sharp money looks like it's coming in on Atlanta. They've got only 47% of the tickets, but 62% of the money. So that's one of the higher disparities so far this week in terms of, you know, percent of tickets versus percent of money. So just another reason to, to like Atlanta here. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that kind of incentivizes us to get these bets in now uh, while we can. Yep. It's already no. minus 120 at a lot of places, so it, it could definitely very easily go to three and a half. So, yeah, I'm locking Atlanta in now. That's a great call. All right. Minnesota at the Bears. The Bears. Uh, I mean, the, you want to talk about roller coasters. The Mitchell Trubisky roller coaster is just everywhere. Trubisky um, fanboys are just in flux right now. They're everywhere. I, I still don't have, like, a well-formulated opinion. Like, I watch, and I'm like, is he good? <laughs> Like another week, I'm like, no, nah, he stinks. You know, like I just can't, I can't figure it out. But I, I mean, I guess that's why you end up with a line like Bears minus two and a half against Minnesota. I mean, division game, Bears at home. Bears have uh, been better probably recently, uh, but we all still like Minnesota. They're a road dog, man. I mean, what do you think? Very tough game for me to handicap. Uh, you know, the spread is saying that Chicago is slightly better than Minnesota on a neutral field. I don't think I agree with that, at least yet. I mean, Chicago's defense has been awesome, right? They're, they're number one in DVOA. 
But Minnesota is still the better team on paper, and they're coming off of a bye. So there's not a huge edge in terms of betting uh, by targeting teams coming off of a bye, but I do. it still has to make some sort of a difference. Like I'm sure that's being priced into the number slightly. Maybe that's why it's not the full three. But mm. uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like Minnesota here, but it's a scary game for me from a betting perspective because, like you said, Chicago is just a very tough team for me to peg. Uh, I'm not ready to believe in their offense being good yet. Uh, so I'll take the Vikings, but I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near this game. Yeah. Really difficult game. I mean, cause you do have the bears coming off the big win in another division matchup. Uh, but again, the Vikings off a of bye. So I do think it's definitely tough. Uh, I still believe in Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I refuse to buy in the bears. Maybe I'm just being Maybe I'm just being stupid. Maybe it's Bears o'clock and I'm just missing out. But I feel like, you know, Chicago, obviously the defense is great. Khalil Mack, I think, is a complete nightmare. I mean, he's a nightmare for everyone, but he's a nightmare for a team with a bad offensive line like Minnesota. So I definitely see how Chicago can compete in this game and and potentially win. Uh, But I just think that the Minnesota skill players are too good. I mean, uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are both practicing so I kind of feel like they are going to be good to go. And if that's true, I, I mean, it's a really tough matchup here in Chicago. So I, I tend to just take the points here, but I do agree with you. Uh, probably best to just avoid. Eagles at Saints. Uh, this is probably the best matchup of the day in terms of like the day games on Sunday. Uh, but the Saints are favored by nine points right now at home. Uh, coming off just a complete shellacking of the, of, uh, not the Rams, of uh, the Bengals. And the total set at 56. So we're expecting, you know, another explosive game here from the Saints, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking the Eagles here. Uh, I like the Eagles quite a bit. The Saints are back at home, but that hasn't been a great situation for them recently. If you look at underdogs in the Superdome getting at least seven and a half points like the Eagles are getting in this contest, they're 21 and 15 against the spread. And if we remove primetime games, which... Uh, if you're a, a regular listener of the podcast, you know I think it's just a different environment. Then that jumps to 19 and 12 against the spread. So uh, I like the Eagles here. This is a desperation spot for them. They need to win to keep pace in the NFC East. While the Saints are comfortable and they're playing the Falcons, who are probably their biggest rival, on Thursday night football next week. So it would not shock me if we didn't get their best game. Uh, and the Eagles absolutely have to come out and play their bre- their best football here. So uh, I think that, you know, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, I love trying to uh, target teams that are coming off of fluky re- results. You know, the Saints putting up 50-plus points or whatever on the road, and the Eagles getting beat by the Cowboys, I think both qualify. So everything lines up for me here. I love the Eagles plus nine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I need you to ask you to check your numbers, Matt, because your numbers seem to indicate that the Saints have lost on in prime time at home. And uh, you know, as we know through the Lamarca Labs database, that's, you know, Drew Brees undefeated at home in uh, prime time. So. You're right. I might have to recalibrate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you're totally right. Like, I, I think our perception of these teams going into last week was just so much different. I, I don't think anyone feels terribly differently about the Saints. I mean, maybe... They feel like they are just like among the uber elite versus like just the elite. Right. I think uh, if anything, I mean, it's gone from, you know, the Saints are one of the best teams in football to now it might be 
the Saints are the best team in football. Right, right. Because, I mean, obviously you beat L.A. for the first time, then you just dominate the Bengals. Like, the Saints are good. Like, no question about that. But I just don't – I still don't buy that Philly is as bad. And I know that they've struggled with injuries. Um, I know that their secondary in particular has been bad, which is obviously a bad matchup here. Um, But, like, they can still score points as well. And the Saints defense really isn't that good. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the dogs getting big numbers in the dome. I mean, we already saw in week one how uh, that went down with this magic. And I don't think there's any way we'd say that Tampa is as good as as New Orleans at this juncture. So uh, I like the Eagles as well. I think that they're going to score points in this game. I definitely think they're going to give them up. Like the 56 total number, I think, is a good number. Uh, I can still see that going over just because uh, there's really no there's really nothing about the Eagles that say they can stop Michael Thomas and Drew Brees. Uh, but to the same token, I mean, Nelson Aguilar and Golden Tate in the slots, I think, are going to really have big games in this kind of a matchup. Uh, while Alshon Jeffrey has very quietly, I think, put together a nice season since coming off injury. So I uh, really like the offenses this game. I do like the over. Uh, but I think I really like Philly here, plus nine on the road. Titans at Colts. Um, I don't really know what to think of these teams, Matt. So I'm kind of curious what you think. Uh, but we have the Colts as meager two-point home favorites total set at 48 and a half what say you i like the colts here i mean uh the titans coming off of a huge win you know beating the patriots as underdogs and do and beating them pretty soundly right like they won that game by more than 20 points i believe so uh a lot of a lot of people believing in the titans right now they're a public dog they're getting 65 percent of the tickets and 79% of the early money. But I think that the Colts, you could definitely make an argument, are the better team. I mean, we've seen from Tennessee all season that they look great one week and then they look like crap the next week. So uh, just because Marcus Mariota had one really good game, I'm not ready to crown him and say that this is the best team in the division. Uh, I still think that Andrew Luck is obviously the better player of the two. And uh, you know, the Colts have been better than I think a lot of people thought. You know, they they almost blew that game in Jacksonville. They gave up some late stuff, but they were pretty comfortably ahead in that game for most of it. And I think that Tennessee is not as good as their record indicates. So uh, I like the Colts here. I think this is a classic letdown spot for the Titans after a huge win. And the Colts are still hungry. So give me Indianapolis minus two. Yeah, the Colts owe me one because they missed a field goal last week to push. I wasn't really too happy about that. <laughs> they pushed but, last uh, week. That's what I'm saying. Like they they missed it and then. Oh, they pushed I got you. Result. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I could see the syntax there was not great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I've really enjoyed actually betting these small home favorites all year. Like anytime I get a home team in a division game less than three, I really like that bet. Uh, Tennessee's been great. I mean, Mariota the last two weeks has been excellent. Uh, we've really kind of seen the best of Corey Davis. The backfield has gone to Deion Lewis. All of these things are great. Uh, and they've been great for fantasy, obviously, if you're, if you're a big fantasy player. But the Titans' defense is still a mess. Um, and, you know, last week the Patriots didn't take advantage like we thought. But I think it's possible the Patriots aren't as good as we think, especially on offense. So I, I really think that this is a Colts team that can exploit them. No defensive back has given up more touchdowns this year than Malcolm Butler with seven. Uh, really, really hate that matchup for him against T.Y. Hilton. Uh, you know, Andrew Luck's deep ball has been coming back. We've been talking about that, I think, for the last two or three weeks. So I, I really feel like Tennessee is going to struggle here to compete uh, with Indy in terms of covering this number. Uh, I really like the Colts to win. 
And again, like home favorite that's going to win, uh, I think it's pretty tough not to cover the two. So uh, I like the Colts as well. You love T.Y. Hilton. That's your boy. It's my, yeah, it is my boy. Just always a producer. <laughs> always a producer. And he's a small school guy. Yeah, he's like a road of his guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Texans at skins. Just normal skins. Um, the Washington professional football team, three-point dogs at home this week. 42.5 point total. Feels a little low. Uh, but obviously Washington played in a very low total game last week. Uh, Houston's offense has been up and down. We know that Will Fuller will not be in this game. Uh, so what do you think of this matchup, Milk? Interesting one. Uh, the fact that the Redskins are, you know, a, a good team. I mean, I don't know, maybe not a good team, but they have a winning record at least. And our home underdog is interesting. Uh, I looked up in Bet Labs, home dogs with a win percentage of greater than 50% after week eight of the season are 46 57 and 6 against the spread so not exactly what i was expecting to find i would have thought for sure that you know home dogs that are quote-unquote good football teams winning football teams would have a winning record against the spread in that situation but that hasn't been the case uh the texans are coming off of a bye not sure how much that matters I'm going to continue to side with the Redskins despite the fact that this trend doesn't really support it. I just think that they're one of the more underrated teams in the league right now. We talk almost every week, I feel like, about how Alex Smith is a good quarterback, but people don't seem to care about him because he doesn't put up the gaudy statistics. But the guy just wins football team, uh, football games. And if you look at the betting numbers right now, basically all of the bets and all of the money are coming in on Houston. So... You know, they're they're siding with the road favorite uh, with the sexier, younger quarterback and, you know, the potentially explosive offense. But, you know, Washington just quietly wins games. You know, they they were missing basically their entire offensive line last week and still found a way to get it done against Tampa Bay. Uh, Obviously, Tampa Bay and Houston are completely different football teams, but they held a previously explosive Tampa offense to three points. So. I like Washington. I think they will find a way to get a win here. Um, and if not, hopefully they can at least cover the number. But I will take the Redskins here as a home dog. All right, so we finally get a little bit of disagreement here because I uh, I like Houston. And I think that Houston's pretty good. I mean, I know that uh, I do kind of agree that Washington's slightly underrated, especially considering their record. Uh, and their defense has been excellent. But the bye, I think, matters a lot here. I mean, the trend that we mentioned last week, uh, teams coming off 14 days rest and are favored, uh, 127, 87 and eight, 59.3%, uh, cover rate. So really like that trend. Obviously it lines up for the Redskins. This, uh, sorry, it lines up for Houston this week. I, and I think that there's, you know, reason to think that, uh, that they can not only produce points, but kind of stop this defense, stop this offense. I mean, last week, uh, we talked so much about the Redskins injuries, talk about the injuries at guard, uh, the injuries at receiver uh, and just like receiver weapon in general, because that obviously includes uh, Thompson. But, you know, when you think about with Tampa, I mean, the Bucks already had one of the worst defensive lines in football. They weren't really a team that was going to be able to take advantage of that. Uh, and, you know, I think what kind of gets lost in the game last week for the Redskins is just that. You know, Tampa just didn't score in the red zone. They got in the red zone like five or six times and only scored three points. Like it just doesn't seem that doesn't seem obviously very repeatable. Uh, so when I think about 
Uh, that, when I think about the red zone success rate or lack thereof for the opponent for Washington last week and the ever-present concern with the injuries, uh, I think that we're getting a little bit of value here actually with, with, uh, with Houston because I do this, I do believe that they are the better team. Uh, so I'm going to take Houston here. Classic, classic Amico falling for the trap. It's a trap. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm the square on this show, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I've uh I have not uh you know lost my my square ways yet. You know like But Matt, tell me. Tell me about uh tell me what's going on. I was well, I mean, well what were you going to say? What were you going to say? Cuz I <laughs> if you're going to rip me, that's fine. I wasn't going to rip you. I was going to say uh that you know, you're you're I feel like you've got you've progressed as the season has gone on and I've kind of come back to the pack, so like I don't I don't necessarily feel that you're a square better. Uh, but I definitely don't feel that I'm a sharp better either. So I just <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> well, then this is the appropriate time to talk about this because have you ever placed a bet, wanted to place a bet but didn't because you were afraid that you picked the wrong team? I feel like that's basically my life. Uh, <laughs> this Thanksgiving, Matt, it's finally possible for you to get a 100% refund on your bet if you lose it with the Turkey Day free play available at my bookie. You can bet the spread on either the Bears or the Lions on Thanksgiving. If it wins, you win. And if it loses, my bookie will give you your money back up to $250. You literally cannot lose. No risk, all gravy. Love gravy. My, <laughs> my bookie offers such a great product, and there's literally never been a better time to try them out. Unless your sports book is offering something like this, I think you should make the switch. I've never heard of a sports book doing a freebie like this, and I doubt it'll ever happen again. These guys are trustworthy, they're fast and helpful, so I know they're good for it. If you're new to sports betting and have a lot of questions, that's okay too, because my bookie's patient customer service can walk you through any questions you have about how betting works. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Log into my bookie right now and use promo code ROTOVIZ to get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ROTOVIZ. You don't need a promo code for the Turkey Day free play. If you lose, we'll credit the money right back into your account automatically. So what are you waiting for? Sign up today and don't miss out on the gravy train at mybookie.ag where you play, you win, and you get paid. So uh, that Turkey Day say, free play is for everyone? It's not just yeah. for new bettors? Yeah, like we're obviously smashing that, right? My like, goodness. No. <laughs> it's a $250 free bet. Yeah, uh, completely free. Okay. If you haven't signed up for my bookie, you need to do it. I don't understand. I don't understand how they can do that. <laughs> That's incredible. It's incredible to me. It's it, yeah. I I don't know, man. Uh, if you're not do if you're not taking advantage of that, you're listening to the wrong podcast. I don't know what to tell you. And listen, I'll do you one better, Matt. If you're not already signed up for my bookie, you sign up with Rotoviz, you get a fifty percent deposit bonus, so you can literally place a free bet for free. And then just double that money if you win. And if you lose, it's just free money anyway that you get back. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you deposit 500, you get 250 free. Then you place that free bet. You place the money that you just got for free on the free bet. You can't lose it. It's a win, win, win. It's incredible. So definitely get up, check out my bookie. And now that we got all excited, we got to talk about the Giants. <laughs> Before we do that, shout out to Gravy. How good is gravy? <laughs> oh, dude, so good. You ever so try good. eating turkey without gravy? 
Oh. I was just going to say, it's the only thing that makes turkey good or Tur- like edible to me. Edible. I, turkey is so overrated. If I just had a big bowl of stuffing for Thanksgiving, yes. I would yes. be extremely happy. But you got to have a little turkey. Yeah, stuffing is the A1, especially since there's so many ways to make it. Like, you got your mushroom stuffing. You got your. I don't want to get into it because I have a whole podcast on this. But <laughs> the Thanksgiving accoutrements way top of turkey. Oh, I love when they do that, like, you know, the fake DraftKings lineup building oh, all yeah. this. Yeah. Turkey is always the, like 9K and it's an easy fade. Easy fade. Easiest fade on the board. <laughs> well, we got Bucks at Giants here. Giants coming off a win. And Matt, I don't know if you know this, but this is the first time the Giants have been favored all year. Okay. Favored by one and a half at home against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who couldn't get out of their own way last week, the Fighting Fitzmagics. Uh, total set at 52 here. What do you think of the spot? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should just take this game off the board, to be honest. Uh, Let KC and, uh, and the Rams play twice instead? Sure. I would definitely be for that. Let two high school teams play and put that on the field. Uh, I don't know. I honestly, uh, I bet the Giants last week because I thought it was a classic overreaction spot to uh, to Nick Mullins, you know, shredding a team that literally did not care anymore in the Oakland Raiders, but... Uh, now the Giants have to face a somewhat real football team in the Bucks, and they're favored. I don't. I don't think I could take the Giants as a favorite. I just don't think I could do it. I don't feel great about the Bucks, um, but I do think for sure their offense should at least be able to move the ball. I know they struggled last week against the Redskins, but the Giants' defense is much worse than the Redskins. And uh, Nick Mullins, if he didn't turn the ball over twice. I think the Giants probably lose that game. So uh, I'm not saying Fitz, Fitzpatrick won't turn the ball over. He's been prone to do that. But he certainly is, <laughs> he certainly <laughs> it gives them a better chance than uh, Nick Mullins gave the 49ers. So I'll take Tampa Bay as a small road dog. But uh, the real answer here is that this game will be on my television for approximately 30 seconds tops. Well, there might be some touchdowns. So, I mean, if you're a red zone guy, which I know you are. I'll change the channel. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll find so much disdain for bad football. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really torn here because I, Tampa's run defense especially has been very, very poor over the last like three or four weeks. Ever since they had you know two major injuries at linebacker, they've given up over 100 yards every single week. Uh, obviously not a great uh, thing to have going for you when you're playing Saquon Barkley. Yeah, but can the Giants run the ball? I feel like sure. I feel like Saquon's damage every week is done through the passing game. Uh, that's definitely true. But I but prior to this, it was like running backs in the passing game that were that were killing Tampa. Like I feel like so the one thing about Tampa is we were like, oh, okay, yeah, they're just really bad against running backs now. Like uh, twenty six, I think, in DVOA against running backs in the passing game. Uh, just all around bad spot for them against against Quan, uh, Rich Homie Quan. But at the same time. <laughs> Tampa is just way better. JPP revenge game? JPP revenge game. But I, <laughs> I feel like Tampa is better. Like, if they didn't have that, like, just complete dud last week, yes. they'd be favored in this game. Agreed. And, like, we think the Giants are going to win two games in a row because that's what the line says. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't buy this for a second. I am absolutely taking the Bucs. 52-point um, total. I mean, I could see that going under, I guess. Uh, but both these defense aren't defenses aren't great. I'm going to take Tampa. 
I'm going to take it with confidence, and the Giants are going to finally pay me back for hurting me by losing for me. All right. Good luck. <laughs> Broncos at Chargers. Let's talk about a good team. Chargers are seven-point home favorites. The total is 46.5. We obviously have a division game here. Uh, L.A. has been you know, maybe the third-best team in the AFC this year. I mean, depending on what you think of the Patriots. Uh but alas, their destiny is probably as a wild card team because they play in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. Um, what do you think of the spot, Matt? I mean, they didn't really score, I think, as much as we thought they would last week against Oakland, but you know, now they are home. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have to, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> they still covered the number, so uh, they, they, they just won that game against a team that literally does not care. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised this spread is only seven, to be honest. I would have expected the Chargers to be more like, you know, at least seven and a half, eight points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're only giving the touchdown here against the Broncos. To me, this is kind of like a uh, a Vegas trap line. I think a lot of people are going to look. They're going to see the Chargers who, uh, like you said, have been very impressive this year. And they're going to take them. And, and if you look at it right now, 71% of the public tickets are coming in on the Chargers. But... Only 57% of the money is coming in on them. So I think the Sharps like the Broncos here. Uh, and I will take them as well. I mean, the Broncos are just an average football team, but they're not a bad football team, right? Like, they certainly have the capability of keeping this game close. They didn't lose anything, really, in the Demarius Thomas trade. Like, he's not worth much to the spread, in my opinion. Cortland Sutton can do you know, almost as good of a job, if not as good of a job. So uh, I like the Broncos here. I think that this game uh, should be should be coverable for them. I'm torn because, I mean, I guess it could be a trap line. It could be an overreaction, I guess, to last week. I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like, I do feel like the Chargers are way better, but it is a division game. I really don't love, you know, big numbers in division games. Like I took one last week with Philly. And it completely bit me in the in the buns, obviously. Uh, not to you know make anything definitive off one game, but like you know in the division game, I feel like anything can kind of happen. Denver has played really tough against the division all year. They played Kansas City really tough. I felt like, yep, uh, especially the first time. Uh, so like, there's some fight in this team. They still have a really good pass rush. Uh, the Chargers defense, while I, I feel like it's been playing better, still isn't great. Um, you know, and Denver does have like some new toys that they want to play out, uh, you know, play around with. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I'm sure, will continue to get more involved as the year goes on. So I, I mean, uh, and the total is only 46 and a half. So like, I, I'm always kind of, I'm always hesitant when like the total isn't terribly high and the spread is big because it does seem like, you know, it's hard to cover a big number without scoring a bunch of points. Yep. Uh, so I, I don't really have a lean on this game. Like, I probably just pass. You said Broncos plus seven, sure. I mean, I don't really have a lean. Uh, I am just kind of curious to see how this game goes because I actually really want to see the Chargers kind of impose their will a little bit. Like, they've been winning games, uh, but I want to see them really dominate a team, and I think if they did that here, we could be a little more, I think, uh, confident in them, uh, you know, as like a a true contender going forward. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Plus, plus, I mean, it could just be seven because you got to take away the field goal every game. That they're gonna miss. Right, right. Good uh, point. <laughs> Raiders at cards. Uh, Oakland comes in as five point road dogs. Arizona. 
I thought played pretty well last week. I mean, they gave us the cover, obviously, against uh, the Chiefs. Uh, but we saw a lot more David Johnson in a good way. Uh, Larry Fitz has been red hot in terms of targets. I think Byron Leftwich, I think he knows what he's doing, Matt. What a uh, novel he, idea. <laughs> yeah, get the ball to the best players, right? Pretty crazy. Uh, this is why guys like Mike McCoy, by the way, should just never be hired. When the guy like that has never called an offensive play in his career comes in and does it way better than you, <laughs> you're just you're just you're wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think of the cards here? Five point home favorites uh, against a team that you have declared literally does not care anymore. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to back the Raiders, but I think you have to at this number. I mean, the Cardinals are five point favorites. The Cardinals. <laughs> The Arizona Cardinals are five-point favorites against an NFL team, which just seems wrong to me. Uh, I looked it up in the Bet Labs database. Favorites of four to seven points with a win percentage of 25% or less, which the Cardinals will qualify for. They are 9-13-1 against the spread from week eight on. So not like a completely overwhelming uh, trend, but... I just can't possibly take the Cardinals laying five points. I know that they've looked better on offense, and they gave us a cover last week, which I'm I'm very excited about. Uh, I loved being able to cash that ticket at the Vegas window, but we all kind of made that bet knowing that we weren't that we weren't going to get the Chiefs a game. We didn't make that bet right. because we felt that the Cardinals were like a underrated team or anything like that sleeping giant exactly like the cardinals are still a bad football team so i just out of principle can't take a bad football team laying five points here if you want to give them the three points for home or maybe three and a half points for being at home that's fine but five i think is just a big ask here even against a sleepwalking team like the raiders yeah so i mean i think that what your trend speaks to is just you know bad teams that we're kind of overreacting on in terms of the line. That that certainly could be what we have here. But I do still think that Arizona's just way better than, than the Raiders. Um uh I mean I probably not a tremendous stretch. I mean Oakland is dead last and past DVOA this year. The Cardinals overall I feel like have still played pretty good defense. Top five and past DVOA, thirteenth against the run. Um really difficult for me to see how Derek Carr moves the ball against the defense. Uh, again, like who's the go-to guy in the offense? Jalen Richard has led the team in targets every single week. Amari Cooper's been gone. It's embarrassing. Um, I, I don't really know who they throw the ball to. Like Jordy Nelson is, I don't even know what he is. Like I, he may not be completely washed, but he certainly looks it. Uh, the Raiders are another team that really can't defend running backs at all, you know, be it on the ground or through the air. So I, got, I just feel like it's another good matchup, even though maybe Arizona isn't good enough I guess to warrant a five point spread against anyone I just think that the Oakland Raiders are like the exception that proves the rule like they're just so <laughs> bad uh and it's a good matchup for Arizona that I think I'm still taking the Cardinals I'm not doing it with any kind of confidence they're not going to be in my five uh but I think if I had to take a lean that would be it uh what really interests me honestly is the total 40 and a half like I feel like Arizona is the kind of team that can put up like 27 points in this kind of a matchup uh and Oakland, when they've trailed, traditionally have been able to score points. I mean, Derek Carr has been, I don't want to say he's Blake Bortles, but he's been like that kind of a producer uh, over the last couple of seasons. So I, I kind of like the over here at 40 and a half. I feel a little bit better about that than I do about uh, the game line. Steelers at Jags. We've got Pittsburgh 
as a road favorite. Uh, I know that this is something that you like to target, Matt. Uh, road favorite in Jacksonville, five and a half points. Total set at 47. I think it opened at 47 and a half, so we've seen a reduction there. What do you think of the matchup? I love this game. Uh, I love Jacksonville here. Uh, this is just a classic. I hate to keep saying classic overreaction spot, but... A lot of classics. <laughs> the Steelers just, you know, throttled a team on Thursday Night Football, and one of my big things all year has been throw those Thursday night results out the window. You know, like this line is saying that the Steelers are uh, eight and a half points better than the Jaguars on a neutral field, and that they would be favored by nearly 12 points if this game was in Pittsburgh. Uh, To me, that seems crazy. Uh, I know the Jags have disappointed a bit this year, uh, but they're still a talented football team. They just got Leonard Fournette back, which has to help their offense. Um, I know they lost to the Colts, but we both kind of think the Colts are underrated. And I think we've seen the Jags get up for big games this year. Like they, they did beat New England and I know New England has struggled at times, but you know, they're still the New England Patriots. They still have Tom Brady. They still have Bill Belichick. So I think the Jaguars are a competent football team. So for them to be getting five and a half points at home, I think is a little bit ridiculous. And like you mentioned, I love fading the Steelers as a road favorite. If you look at home dogs against the Steelers getting at least four and a half points, uh, they are 21 and 14 against the spread since 2003. So I love I love the Jaguars here. There's no other way for me to put it. I will be taking the Jags plus five and a half everywhere this week. Uh, let me ask you this question before I get into my take. Do you think that the Lev Bell saga finally being over is a factor here any relief factor for pittsburgh do you think it matters at all uh no i don't <laughs> these guys are okay. professional football players you yeah know, i'm like, not i'm not really sure i think it matters either i was just curious yeah um, I, I think that they're obviously a little bit disappointed that he didn't come back but you know like they they're they're going to be fine with james connor although he got dinged up in that last game i don't think it's anything too serious but uh, yeah, I think, I think that they are all professionals. They know he's doing what he believes to be the best thing for his career. Even if they may not agree with it, they probably respect it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're just, they're just going to play football the way they have all season. All right. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, what has me kind of hung up about this game is just that like the Jaguars haven't been as good on defense as we would have liked. And, they, ha- they are getting healthier. I think A.J. Bouye is going to play this week. I think that's definitely a huge boost to them on defense. Uh, but the Steelers have been surprisingly good on defense this year, and I feel like that's the one thing that no one's really talking about. Uh, you know, we obviously love talking about Ben and the boys, uh, the Killer Bees, uh, and then Juju. But <laughs> I feel like, uh, well, I don't even feel like it. It's in the numbers. Like, uh, the Steelers defensively have been excellent this year. They get after uh, the not- QB for sure. Yeah, because they get after the quarterback. And I think we were texting about this last Thursday. Like, T.J. Watt is a complete animal. Just inside the top 15 in adjusted yards per attempt, but because of their pass rush, uh, you know, they're huge in the net yards per attempt. Uh, You know, third in that stat, just 5.8 net yards per pass attempt this season. I certainly think that that's a factor against the team orchestrating their offense through Blake Bortles. Uh, you mentioned the Leonard Fournette thing. Uh, I think that it certainly makes it feel like this team's whole again, right? Like they have their offensive identity that they want. They have a couple of their pieces back on defense. So certainly think that 
certainly think that the five and a half feels big. Uh, I do not feel as confident in the Jaguars as you do. I'm going to probably talk myself into it as the week goes on. But I just like I just don't trust Jacksonville to score points. That's really more what hurts me in, in this spot is that I don't know how Jacksonville is going to score. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's run defense has been pretty good. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I think that five and a half is likely too big. Uh, but like this is a game that I feel like could very easily be like, 14-7 or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could see the game going really low. Uh, so I do like the under here on 47. Uh, I don't have a, a terrible lean here, even though all the trends obviously say that you should be taking Jacksonville. So I'm sure Jacksonville is a good pick, but I will not be uh, I will not be backing it just yet. Yep. And, I mean, the sharp money so far has come in on the Steelers. So I could be wrong. Uh, maybe that maybe Pittsburgh just is that good and Jacksonville is that bad, but – yeah. I, uh, they are they are like what three and six or or four and set or four and six or something like that. Like their their record's not that good. Yeah, I just think that we've seen them play big games better. You know, like they beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs last year. They beat New England this year. And maybe I should get that stuff out of my mind, but I just think that this team has another gear that we haven't really seen in a while. Totally fair. Uh, let's get into the game of the week, though. Game of the week. Game We're of the year. We're gonna talk about the Giants again. So, oh gosh, <laughs> Ho- hopefully never again. If with any luck, the Giants will just stop playing football, and we won't have to talk about them on this show. Oh, so not that game. Okay. Um, Chiefs at Rams, now officially at Rams, was going to be in Mexico City. They moved it to uh, L.A. because of the field. Because you know, obviously, if you're going to have one NFL game in your stadium a year, you shouldn't have the field ready for that game. Uh, but the Rams are three and a half point favorites now. The total's at 63. I had a bet revoked on that total because they changed the location, and I just bet it again. So I'm excited <laughs> to talk about this game. What uh, what's what's your lean here, Matt? On uh, you know, I think just I again, no matter what you think about sports betting, like this is just an, a, a great, great, great game. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm going with the Rams here. Uh, it's definitely tempting to look at the Chiefs and say, "Wow, I can get three and a half points with that offense," but the Rams have just been the best team in the league this year, in my opinion. I mean, I know they lost to the Saints. I know they haven't been great at covering either. But I just think that they are the superior team. Uh, if you look, I looked this up in the Bet Labs database. When two teams meet with a win percentage of at least 75% this late in the season, the home team in those matchups are 28-18-2 against the spread. So home field, I think, has a bit of a impact here. Now, the Rams don't have a great home field advantage. You know, they uh, definitely could be a chief presence in this contest. But I still like the Rams here. Uh, and the Sharps like them too, at least early in the week. If you look, the Rams are only getting 14% of the tickets, but 47% of the money. That's the biggest disparity of the week. Uh, that could obviously change as we get closer to kickoff, and this game doesn't kick off until Monday night. But I think that the Chiefs are not as good as the Rams on uh, both sides of the ball. Like the Rams, maybe maybe the loss of Cooper Cup matters a little bit, but I think the Rams' offense is just as good as the Chiefs, if not better, and I have real concerns about the Chiefs defensively. So I'll take the Rams here as a short home favorite. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I kind of feel like the Rams also have been very poor on defense. Haven't been great. 
but they've the been thing, getting beat by good offenses at least. True, absolutely. The thing that really stood out for me, honestly, was that the Rams opened as two and a half point favorites, and then they moved the game, and they only got one point boost. Like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. Like so, either the opening line was set incorrectly, or the adjustment was was not made correctly. Because I, I don't buy that the difference between playing in Mexico City and playing in LA is only worth one point. Um, so I really like the Rams here. I'm, I'm totally with you. I, uh, you got to favor, I think a good home team against a good road team. Like you said, like the trend I think speaks for itself, 28, 18 and two. Uh, those are pretty compelling numbers. Uh, I think that, um, even with the loss of Cooper cup, because they have a guy like Josh Reynolds, who Sean McVay has said, like is basically a starting caliber receiver. Like I think he's pretty good. He scored two touchdowns a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, definitely a, a big fan on the fantasy Twitters. Uh, and like what they do is so tough for what Kansas City does because the Chiefs, are, you know, the Chiefs play a ton of cover one, uh, a lot of man defense. Um, you know, the Rams are really good at moving players all over the field, a lot of motion, a lot of jet motion. Uh, I think that similar to what we saw, you know, the last couple weeks against both David Johnson and Duke Johnson, Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs just can't cover running backs in the passing game. And Todd Gurley is one of the best in the league right now at doing that. Uh, not only is he one of the best in the league at doing it, he's got one of the best coaches setting him up. I mean, we saw we saw Todd Gurley run. We see him run routes out of the backfield. We see him run routes out of the slot. We see him be like the jet motion guy and then like pivot back across the middle of the field. Like he gets, he gets open in so many different ways. I feel like Rams minus three and a half is a great bet. Uh, and I'm smashing the over here too, Matt. Uh, I mean, uh, 10 and 5 uh, overs are 10 and 5 since 2004 in games that have a total of at least 57 in the Betlads database. That that trend is already 4 and 1 this year. I, I just feel like the best game environments so far this year have not really been adjusted for correctly in the betting market. Like the the, the best scoring environments we already saw this a couple weeks ago with Rams and Saints, right, went way over, way over. Would have gotten, I think, I think the total ended up being like 80 points. Um, that these totals just aren't high enough against teams like this that can score at will. I could see this being one of those games where there's no punts. So I am, I love the Rams, but I am head over heels in love with the over, and I, I'm gonna bet it like six ways this week. Like I'm just, I'm pretty pumped about it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't look this up because. I don't really pay a ton of attention to over-unders. I'm just not very good at betting them, to be frank. But uh, I'd have to imagine that these two teams have played in a tremendous amount of over-games this year. Uh, actually, it's been pretty even, because I, I did look that up. I think the I think it's like Chiefs are 5-4-1, and one, and the Rams are like even or something like that. Okay. Uh, kind of surprising, actually. I was surprised about that, too. Yeah, I would have thought the, the Chiefs would be a classic over-team. Uh, just because they're so good offensively and bad defensively. But like I said, I didn't look it up. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know, the funny thing about that. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we've talked about all the games. Let's get into the book it, my bookie picks of the week. Uh, before we do, I just want to give a shout out to Joe Holko who's in the chat. Appreciate hey. you checking, out, checking us out tonight, Joe. Uh, I mean, Matt, you're you're – the route is back on because you went four and one last week. Uh, you brought your total this season to 25, 22 and three. And uh, listen, I can say this a lot of weeks, I guess, but I felt like I, I really ran bad last week. Uh, one, three and one. I mean, I got the push with the Colts. Yep. 
the freaking Saints covered the over by themselves against Cincy. <laughs> uh, wasn't a good week. So we went one three and one last week. I'm nineteen twenty eight and three. So we had the same number of ties at least. Finally, I can, you know, I can just calculate the game's distance here. You're six. You're six games better than me right now, with only a few weeks to play. So I, I got to really heat up. Uh, what do you got for us this week, Matt? Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of sharp people were on the under in that game, and they were on the Bengals side of that game. So uh, I wouldn't feel too bad about that loss. Um, <laughs> just the other twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need a like one run, and my record I would be much more happier. Three games over five hundred is like okay. I'd rather be more like seven. So hopefully this is the week. I've got four games I feel really good about. I like the Falcons minus three, uh, the Eagles plus nine, the Jags plus five and a half, and the Colts minus two. Uh, my last spot was a lot tougher for me. I thought about Washington, but ultimately I'm going to go with Denver plus seven here against the chargers all right cool uh well we are like-minded on atlanta and philly uh our classic two games of overlap uh i'm gonna i'm gonna dive deep into the tampa waters here and take them plus one and a half against my giants really just picking them to win um and then i'm double dipping on the rams game i'm taking the over as you know at 63 uh and i'm taking the rams at minus three and a half i just really like that game i think it's one of the best games to bet all year we have really good trends, I think, for both the total and for the game, as we just discussed. So I uh, really like that spot. So hopefully I can, hopefully the Rams get it done for me, Matt, this week. This is basically, I'm trusting Sean McVay to put one on for the boy. How about a pair of five and O's here, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. I'd love that. <laughs> That'd be great for the brand. Um, but that's going to do it. That's going to do it for our first edition of this show on Twitch. It's going to do it for laying the points this week, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Get that deposit bonus for using the promo code ROTOVIZ at my bookie. And don't forget the Turkey Day giveaway. Please, please, please take that free bet. Take advantage. You're not going to see this opportunity again. If you're checking us out on Twitch, hit that follow button so you can see us every time we go live. And if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. For Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Amico. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Factory.